Are little kids really that familiar with emojis? Oh, I bet they are, for sure. How? Because a lot of them have, like, uh, smartphones. All right, Erica. I thought we'd start off by doing a, a Q&A. <laughs> Is that all right with you? Okay. I want to know, since it's summertime, let me pull up my notes here. I want to know, since it's summertime, gosh, why can't I find the window that I'm on? There we go. I'll pull this here. I want to know, since it's summertime, do you prefer the beach or the lake? I prefer and why? the beach. Because I like the sand and the hot sun. And I think it's cool to see the ocean and see how big it is. And I really want to take Katie to the beach. Do Did you ever take many vacations to the lake? I mean, I guess Michigan, right? Yeah, we went to Michigan all the time. Yeah, I never really went to the lake. Really, I was, I don't know, I was kind of more of a beach person, I think. We would go to, like, Florida, or we would go to, I don't know, like, Hilton Head, and we'd go to the beach there, but I, I don't know that I was ever really a lake person. Like, do you... Where did you go in Florida? We would go to, mainly around, like, Destin, like, we would go to Destin. We, I don't know that I've ever really been to, like, the south-south side of Florida. It was mainly, like, the Destin area, um, kind of around those parts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we never been to, like, Orlando or something. But I always it was more of a beach person, personally, just there, because it was... Are there beaches in Orlando? Well, I mean, I guess, like, I haven't been to, like, that far south of of Florida is what I mean. Like, to either see, like, is it Disneyland or Disney World that's in south Florida? Disney World. Disneyland is in California. Have you ever been to Disney World? Uh, that's the one in California? No, Disney World's in Florida. Oh. Um, I have not been to... I mean, I think we, I think my mom took me to the one in California when I was really, really, really little. I don't even remember anything about it. And my mom tells me that the only thing, well, not the only thing, but one of the more notable things that happened was Donald Duck ate my hot dog. And that was, (laughs) that was the only thing that, that I uh, remember hearing about. I was, I think I was too young though to really know what was going on. How old were you? I honestly don't know. Um, Old enough to eat a hot dog. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I think I was old enough to just kind of like walk around, but not old enough to remember what the heck was going on. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that whenever we were growing up, we went to the beach a lot. My my dad likes going to lakes because he likes to fish and he likes to do that kind of thing. But I, I really didn't do that sort of thing. So I was more of a beach person myself. Do you remember when we went deep sea fishing? I do. In Hilton Head? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that? Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I did not. Um, <laughs> I, I guess this is like a good time to talk about that. We, when, when Eric and I, how long would we, would we have been together at that time? I think we were married a year. Okay. Barely so, a year. So we took a, we took a trip to, um, Hilton Head. And one of the things that we were going to do was we were going to do deep sea fishing, which I had never done before. I'd, I'd been on like... On a lake, plenty of times, but I'd never really been on 
a, a boat that was in like the middle of the ocean. Um, certainly not like, I mean, this isn't even a cruise ship kind of thing. This is like an actual like fishing boat. So this is a small boat that when you get in, you have to, I mean, you have to go out there. It like takes about how long did it take to even get to where we were going? Probably like 20 minutes. And this is like speeding. I mean, this is, we're in like this boat that's speeding and it's taking 20 minutes just to get to where we needed to go. And, I remember going out there and about, I don't know, five minutes into the trek, I I started feeling like just not good, like just queasy and um, just not feeling great. And so we kept going and going and going and eventually we get out to where we're supposed to be and we start fishing and I am just like. I'm feeling so incredibly nauseous that I am just, I start throwing up just, I mean, I'm talking about from pretty much the moment we got out there until the moment we got back. I mean, just constantly puking and you know, there's not much you can do out there. It's not like you can find any kind of, it's not like you can go inside the boat and stop moving and lay down like you are still moving constantly. This boat is just being shaken like crazy on these waves. And so the whole time I'm just like throwing up and I start like, you know, I'm starting to have a stomach cramp. So I go to the bathroom and then I go and I throw up and, um, it was, it was not good. And the whole time, I mean, this, how long was the trip? Would you say? I think once we got out to where we were supposed to be, we were supposed to be fishing for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then we would take the 20, 30 minute ride back. Yeah. I think overall it was a three hour. A three hour tour? Three hour. I was getting ready to say that. I thought it was really cheesy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I would say from the minute that we stopped to fish until the moment that we got back, I was thrown up. Um, well, I'm sure the fact that it was 90-some degrees outside and there were dead fish all over the boat probably didn't help. I'm sure that... It, it didn't help, out. but it definitely didn't start it. Like, I was puking. Well, yeah. But far sure before. Yeah. The, um... I mean, there were... It wasn't like I was the only person throwing up, but there were a lot of people not feeling great. I'm pretty sure Danny got sick, too. Yeah. That may have happened. Um... And the only thing I remember is whenever we got back, I was starving because I had just like <laughs> emptied myself of everything that I ever had eaten on the what, entire trip. What did we go eat? Um, What did we go eat? Was it Mexican? Yeah, you wanted Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine throwing up for about three hours and wanting Mexican after that. <laughs> and all that being said, I still think I, I am more of a beach person. I like the ability to just... Lay down. You have every excuse to not do something. Like, you can just sit there, and you're accomplishing exactly what you set out to do. We should go. That would be nice. It's kind of far. Kind of far from the uh, good old Midwest. Huh? Doesn't it sound fun to fly on a plane with a baby? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Bring the dog? No. So, before we talk about really crappy things... Because I do want to talk about some crappy things. Um, I wanted to talk about something good. Something something good you've experienced lately. So in the, since we recorded the last episode, which if you downloaded the last episode and listened to it, thanks a bunch. Um, we're just kind of doing this for like a labor of love and we really appreciate you listening. 
as far as from when we last recorded to today, what's what's something good that you've uh, either experienced or done or eaten or something like that? And I figured we would do that just to ease the blow of talking about something that's really terrible. <laughs> I think over the past couple of weeks, I've really enjoyed seeing Katie kind of make progress in different areas. Like, she's learning a lot. She's making more sound. She's starting to kind of crawl. not super well but she'll spin in circles she'll get up kind of on her knees to start crawling and it's just cool to kind of see her learning new things and recognizing people and faces and that kind of stuff um and it's also cool to kind of see how much she loves Artie and just um she pays attention to him a lot and laughs at him and she's laughing a lot more and kind of just interacting a lot more so I just think over the past couple weeks I've really noticed a big difference in her and developmentally kind of what she's doing and how she's changing geez that was a lot heavier than i was expecting you to go (laughs) (laughs) what were you want me to say that i had mcdonald's last night for dinner yeah honestly that's i was kind of (laughs) expecting something like that i um yeah no that's true i it has been crazy i mean you see her do things that you didn't we didn't teach her we didn't we didn't teach her how to do some of the things that she's doing she just does them and uh surprises us it's pretty crazy What's something you've experienced? I, um, so this is why I was saying that 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 went a lot deeper than I was expecting. I have been just, okay, so whenever we had the baby, I was looking for, because I knew we'd be home for a while, I was looking for a TV show to watch. And um, I was trying to find some, and I found one on Netflix that I'd heard a lot about that I hadn't seen, but I heard it had like some really good reviews and people really liked it. So I checked it out and it was um, Twin Peaks. Not a fan. You're not a fan. I know you're not a fan. It was, but it's, if, you, if you've if you seen Twin Peaks or you haven't seen Twin Peaks, it's this really, really excellent show, which, um, you did you watch The X-Files ever? I was not a fan of The X-Files. It scared, <laughs> it scared me. This is sort of like the, I don't know what you'd call it. Like this, this reminds me so much of the X-Files, and I think in a lot of ways it was the intro to X-Files, but it's it's a show that was made in the 90s that is sort of a mock of soap operas. I mean, you, you get this... I didn't even think about it until I had saw it on the internet that somebody was comparing it to a soap opera, and as you watch the show, you're like, wow, it really kind of is like that. Um, but really, really good show, and the reason why I say that is because right now... Um, is the return of Twin Peaks that's been on Showtime. And I got a Showtime subscription to watch this show. So every Sunday when it comes on, I watch it. And it is really, really, really good. It's it, I, I certainly would not suggest it to everybody because it is, like you said, it's, it's a pretty different show. It's not something that everybody's going to enjoy. But it's been really good because... I don't really know what I'm in for anytime I watch it. Every single time that I see this show, it's it's so different week to week to week. So, in any case, it's um yeah, it's been something that's been really good and 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 fun to watch lately. It's something I look forward to every week is is watching that show and it's um they're a little more than halfway I think through this last season. I don't know that they're doing a season after this. I'm pretty sure that they're not. So they're kind of on the clock. I mean, the other thing I should mention is that this show is, um, what is it? I think, I think there was a 
20 plus year gap between when the first show ended and this one. So it's, it's a pretty big deal for it to come back, but it's been a lot of fun to watch and just kind of see how it all unfolds. And, um, you know, David Lynch is kind of a crazy dude. And, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear this in the background, but our dog is, is, uh, I think he's upset that we're not giving him attention. And the reason why we're keeping him in here is because if he's in here, then he'll at least not bother the baby. So we'll see what happens. Right? I didn't know we had a Showtime subscription. Yeah. How much is that? I don't know. What? It's it's worth every dime. Is it? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. For one show? Yep, for one show. Um. Okay, so here's where I wanted to talk about something that was not so good. Have you seen trailers for the Emoji movie? Sadly, yes. What do you What do you think about those trailers as you see them? It's stupid. Um, if you are listening to this way later, this is the year 2017 in the year of our Lord, um, in the year of the Emoji movie, and it looks really bad. I, Real bad. I mean, we've only seen, at least me personally, I've only seen a couple of trailers for this. How many have you seen? Because I feel like we don't watch a whole lot of TV, so how many times have you seen trailers for this movie? Uh, probably just twice. Okay. Not, not a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're not real big TV watchers, so or at least TV that would have commercials, so I feel like we're not as exposed to this kind of stuff, but the times we've seen this, it's just like, it's it's pretty bad. It looks pretty awful. I will say the catchphrase is kind of fun. The what? emoji movie and adventure beyond words. That's, oh, that's clever. No, nah, it's bad. That's all bad. That's just that's, the start of the badness. Don't you think? <laughs> no, I think it's clever. All right, all right, well... All right, so let's take a look. I, I figured what would be fun to do is because this was so bad and I had seen some reviews of this show on Twitter and they were pretty funny. I thought maybe it'd be funny to read some reviews of the Emoji Movie because as of today, uh, as of July 27th, 2017, on Rotten Tomatoes, the Emoji Movie has 0%. That is the average rating of 1.7 out of 10 and 19 reviews counted, so um, yeah, not good. This is uh, already off to a pretty bad start. So the one that I wanted to read first is the first one on here. Eric, I want you to read the critic review for the Emoji Movie by Johnny Oleksinski. 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 From the New York Post. What, what does he say? He says, hear that? It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. That is some review. So I was curious about some of these reviews, and so I pulled up some of them. Like, that's just a snippet of this guy's review. I'm going to pull up his actual, like, full full review. Okay, here we go. So this is from the New York Post, and I don't know. Like, the New York Post website is it's pretty bad. It kind of looks like a tabloid. I, I don't know a whole lot about the New York Post. Maybe it is a tabloid, but this is a pretty funny review. Um... Let's see here. Let's let's pull a snippet out of this. Here's my here's here's probably my favorite part of this. If that's not bad enough, consider this: these animated characters might turn up as giant fuzzy emojis harassing you in Times Square. What does that mean? Because <laughs> like the movie will eventually not be in theaters, but it will still be being it will still get pushed out to people through various things like you know cars is still everywhere and it's been forever since they made cars so imagine being in Times Square and seeing people dressed up as these emojis just like totally just bothering you constantly no thanks 
Yeah. Yeah. No good. So this episode of Could This Be Any More is Could This Be Any More? Human. Humid. It's really, honestly, so when we had the idea for this episode, it was a lot more humid than it is, but it's really cooled down quite a bit, so it's not as applicable right now, but who knows, by the time that this is out there, maybe it'll be humid again, but it was, it was really, really hot, like maybe, I don't know, a week or two ago, and since it's summertime, and the both of us really like summer, I thought, well, we both thought, wouldn't it be nice if we did a kind of a summer-themed episode, right? Yeah. So I wanted to just kind of open it. Like, what kind of things growing up did you like doing during the summer? Uh, I loved being outside. We were always outside. We would go to my grandparents' house and swim in the lake. And we would fish, and we would ride in the paddle boat. We would swim down to the sandbar and throw rocks. Um... Throwing rocks, that's like a summer staple. Like, it doesn't matter how old, it doesn't matter, like, if you were a kid, it didn't matter where you grew up, you threw rocks. Yep. We threw rocks at a water tower, because it made an awesome sound. So, I mean, like, the fact that when you're a kid, you just you just throw rocks, that's what you do. Yes, yeah, so we would do that, or we would just ride bikes, play in the sprinkler. I mean, just took a lot of vacations in the summer, so that's kind of what I remember most about childhood summers. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, I think for a lot of people, we took most of our vacations in the summer because it's when you were off school. Like, we weren't on, like, a block schedule or anything. So when we had time off, it was in the summer when you had the big, long break. So we took a lot of trips to, like, Chicago. We'd get deep dish. We would go to the aquarium. We would go to Millennium Park and Grant Park, and we would go and walk around the Magnificent Mile and all kinds of stuff like that. I, um... As we got older, like as you and I got older and, and after we were married, what kind of things did we do in the summer? I don't know. I mean, we... we used to go to baseball games. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. We'd go to baseball games. We would... Um, gosh, what else would we, would we do? We would um, we we would try to take vacations, but man, we, we didn't take a vacation for years and years and years. I mean, every time we took a vacation, we were about to, we would find some excuse not to take it. We were real poor, too. Yeah, I mean, we just didn't have the money to to really do that, so we we just didn't. Um, it's funny because I think that when you, as you get older and you're not in school anymore, you sort of lose track of when summer starts and when it ends. Because, like, even just even just recently, um, I have noticed that the school has not been very busy, and I keep thinking, like, are they on some sort of, some sort of break? And yeah, obviously they are. They're on summer summer break, but start back next week. Oh, do they? So you have to deal with the traffic again. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because you kind of set your year almost to when school stops for the summer and when it comes back. As you get older, you just don't really <laughs> – because you're just you're working full-time. You don't really think about those big, long breaks. But Did you even take summer PE? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to sweat in front of a bunch of people. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember doing it. I don't know. One of, one of my favorite things about summer is just the 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 kind of stuff you can do that you just can't do any other year or any other time of year. So like the kind of things that you can eat and the kind of things that you can um, that you can uh, I don't know. Just drinks are better. Some drinks are better in the summer. Some food is better in the summer. Like what are some of your fondest food and drink memories for summer? 
I'm not a huge beer person. I know a lot of people drink beer in the summer, but I'm just not a fan. But I do enjoy, like, going to restaurants and sitting outside and just kind of eating, you know, typical summer food and... Like, like, what are some of your favorite summer meals that, like, any other time of the year, they just wouldn't be as good? I think burgers are always one. Like, a nice burger is always mm-hmm. a summer meal with some fries. Or grilled hot dog. You can never go wrong with a grilled hot dog. Yeah. I always think of s'mores, too, as a summer thing. Yeah, that's always nice whenever it's warm enough to where you can be outside and you can, you can uh, like, have a bonfire and do that kind of thing. Or, or, you know, like, cook hot dogs on a fire. That's something that, you know, we did quite a bit when we were growing up is have those bonfire moments. That was a lot of fun. We um, just, not too long ago, got back from a trip to Chicago. And I feel like we really capitalized on just summer in general that whole trip we walked pretty much everywhere we ate a lot of places that were outside or had outside seating um we like one place in particular we went to i guess like where was your favorite place we went to go eat when we did that um probably the taco place in wicker park yep that's what i was gonna say i think my favorite part of the whole trip was wicker park yeah i could live there yeah if it wasn't so expensive i think we would be looking at apartments there but it was it was just a lot of fun. It just, you could walk basically anywhere and you had all these niche kind of shops that were all over the place. It was just a lot of fun to go there and, and, and walk around and eat all the places that they had. We went to this place called Antique Taco. And if you have ever been to Wicker Park or if you grew up around there, yeah, maybe it's familiar to you. I don't know that they have any other um, locations besides the one that's in Wicker Park, but we got a couple tacos. And then I think... This is like a definitive summer drink for me is the drink that we got when we were there. And I don't think you got one, but I got, what was it called? Like an agua fresca? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so good. What all was in it? It was like... Uh, cucumber water. Mm-hmm. And it was like a fruit kind of... I don't, I don't want to say syrup. It wasn't that thick. It was like fresh fruit and there was limes and there were... I don't know what else was in there, but it was... I mean, just like when I think of summer drink, that's kind of the thing I think of is is something that like any other time of the year wouldn't be as good. But for whatever reason, um, getting it in the summer is just so much better. You can get married at the taco place. Yeah, we should have. All right. We had to let the dog out because he was panting and getting antsy so you might hear either the dog in the background or the air conditioning in the background or both but what are you gonna do (laughs) it's the price you pay for doing a podcast when you have a kiddo and a dog and a smallish house so hey okay here so i listen to so i listen to several podcasts one of my absolute favorite podcasts is top four with uh tiffany and marco arment and when they do a show, it's they don't have any kind of frequency for it. It's just as it comes out. Um, they don't schedule it, and you can expect an episode every two or three or four weeks or whatever. It just kind of happens whenever they feel like they got the time to do it. But one of the things they do on the show is obviously pick their top four of blank. And one of the more recent episodes was their top four songs of summer, which I thought was just an awesome category and we don't have any kind of list right now to pick and i'm not assuming that we're going to come out with a bunch of them to talk about like in terms of having four of them exactly to talk about 
But I thought, like, um, hey, that'd be interesting we're talking about is uh, how ma- what, what particular songs remind you of Summertime? Either ones that you grew up with or ones that you like right now. Do you have any? I don't know. How about I do this? I'll, I'll, I'll name a couple and you tell me as you have a couple. Okay. Does that sound all right? So one, one particular band that they didn't mention, or I guess like band or album or song or anything like that that they didn't mention, which I was kind of surprised by because I think they grew up kind of in the same year, the same decade that we did, is I really think that Jack's Mannequin, Everything in Transit, is one of my favorite summer albums ever. I mean, it's like summer from... From like cover to cover, the album art is summer. They've got songs about California. It is like probably one of my absolute favorite summer songs, albums. Uh, I guess it's not like a title track, but it's one of my favorite summer albums just ever. So, what about you? What what are some of your favorite songs or albums or artists that remind you of summer? I just think back to like in high school when I. I think of summers during high school. And back then, like, people like Avril Lavigne were super popular, and then um, Vitamin C was super popular. Yep. So I think of people like that, kind of like just old school stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, they even had some of that stuff. You know, one thing that they played that I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it as a summer song, but do you remember uh, Tub Thumping? Yeah. By Chumbawamba. They had that as a summer song, and I didn't even think about that being like a, a song of the summer. But whenever they started playing it, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this song. That's the first time that I knew the word pissed was a bad word. Oh, well, you just said it, so now we're going to have to put an explicit tag on this <laughs> podcast. It's not that bad. Well, it is if our young listeners, Artie's three, so I mean, he's already, he's impressionable. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones that are really, really good. That one is probably one of my favorite. Oh, I'll tell you right now. One that is a more recent one is Blonde by Frank Ocean is such a good album. It came out, I think, last year. And it did in, I think, the fall. But I feel like for whatever reason, it's just it just is so summer sounding to me. I don't know why it is. I don't know that I have a good explanation as to why some things sound like summertime and some things don't, but that one is so good. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the, all the songs around that album, and you're not so much a fan. I don't I don't think of that one, no. but I I really like that one. It's probably my more recent pick, but that's a really good one. Um, gosh, I listen to a lot of country music right now. You are, yeah. Like what? Uh, like Luke Bryan. Sam Hunt. I mean, a lot of this stuff is very country. I mean, country, geez. <laughs> Summer. Yeah, I mean, a lot yeah. of like country stuff, I feel like, is very summertime, kicking back, hanging out with people. Right? Yeah. Been a fan lately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Let me, I'm just going to open up Spotify, honestly. You should check yours out. What have I been listening to? Oh, here is actually, this is perfect because. Spotify, oh, <laughs> this is what I was looking for, Summer Rewind. Spotify has curated a list, like a playlist, for users that will show you songs that you listen to um, uh, during past summers. And you should pull yours up. I, I think that it's made one for everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll read through some of mine that are, that are um, ones that I used to listen to. Yeah, there you go. Um, so what do I have in here? I've got I've got some Weezer. I've got uh, Tegan and Sarah. 
really, really like Tegan and, Tegan and Sarah. Oh, geez, what else is in this list? For whatever reason, I feel like pop punk is just summertime for me. And that's primarily because of the people that I hung out with. We were really into it. We played in a band together. And so there's some newfound glory in here. There's Jack's Mannequin. There's, oh, geez, what else? Um, Mates of State. I went through a big Mates of State phase last summer. And I still, I mean, I still really like them. But I listened to them quite a bit around that time. Uh... What else? Are you looking through yours? What's in yours? So I have Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. uh, Britney Spears, Keith Urban, Florida Georgia Lines, Country, Random Tom Petty, <laughs> <laughs> the B-52s. B-52? You, hold on. One go, Direction. Now that's a good Go to the B-52s one. Not only do you have B-52s, you have Love Shack. Of course. Well, so, like, <laughs> summer hits. That like That's, like, definitive summer hit, I feel like. And it's right there in your playlist. Pretty good stuff. Anything else? That's Taylor a, Dane. I don't even know who that is. Is that a man or a woman? It's a woman. It could that be either one. You never heard that song? No. Icky Breaky Part? No. Oh. <sighs> it's too bad. Now that's a summer hit. We, we talked a little bit about summer, but where does summer rank in your list of seasons? Like, if you, this is truly top four right now. It's like, if you had to rank summer within these four seasons, where, what place does it take? Second. Okay. Second two. Spring is first. And, and then, then summer. Then summer. And fall and winter, which happens to be in order. So what, what particularly puts summer at two, but, but, but spring at one? The temperature. I don't do well with hot weather. Mm-hmm. And spring, I feel like, is a good mix of it's still cool outside, so you can be outside for a long time and not have to sweat a lot. Like it didn't like this part of summer. I'm just not a fan because it's so humid and hot, mm-hmm. and you're outside for like five minutes and you're sweating like crazy, and you almost can't do anything. If it's too hot. Yeah, I see. I would put summer as my number one, and I would say probably by a pretty, pretty large margin. What's second? Um, second, you know, second is kind of a toss-up for me, mainly because I really like fall. Like fall is a great season on its own merit. You know, like it, like fall in itself is just it's pretty outside. It, the temperature is really nice. It's crisp. I love. I, I love Halloween. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite holidays ever. Um, really, really like going to like an orchard and stuff like that. So I really like fall on its own merit. But spring is kind of right there sitting alongside it. And But the only reason why I say spring is because it's right after winter. So like it's not necessarily great on its own merit. I mean, it is nice that things are starting to bloom again. But I feel like in, if you're just looking at the, 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 the seasons just – by themselves, I would say I like uh, fall a little bit more. So I'd go summer, fall, spring, and then winter is like God, way down the list. Way, way, way down there. I like winter. And then it, like if it snows once, and then I'm over it. Like I want it to snow, and I will enjoy it the one time, but then I'm over it and ready for it to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I... The one thing... So 
I don't like a lot about winter. Whenever you live in an apartment and it snows, guess what you're doing in the morning? You're waking up early. You're going to scrape your car. It's just I don't really like anything about winter in particular, to be honest. I, I Even when it snows, it's really pretty to see. But then within you know 20 minutes to an hour, you're either driving in it and it's just miserable or other people are driving in it and it looks like dirt. Yeah. It just looks like gray dirt. And last winter was nice because I was on maternity leave, so I didn't have to get out and scrape my car. Yeah. I just stayed in the house the whole time. Yeah. I Winter has made a little bit of a comeback. I mean, I think that it's certainly not my favorite, but I don't know. I don't I don't mind it if it's if it's a little warmer, like seasonally warmer than usual. But it has been the past couple of years, I feel like. Yeah, I just don't – I don't care for doing the kind of chores you have to do in the winter to keep your house doing the things a house needs to do. The other thing I really don't like about winter is that in the summertime, I know you were just saying that you really can't do much when it's this hot. But I feel like you could always go to uh, the like the pool or something or you could cook out or um, – you could find ways to kind of cool yourself down, but when you when you're in the dead of winter and it's really cold, there's there's really nothing you can do. I mean, neither of us are skiers or snowboarders, snowboarders, so it's not like we can find some sort of refreshment there. So I just don't find a whole lot of redeemable things out of winter personally. Yeah. Other than it makes the other seasons look great in comparison. You could drive to the beach. You could. Winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that. I um, yeah. So I'd put I'd put summer ahead by a huge margin in terms of my 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 favorite uh, season. Uh, I just like so much about it. I like the Fourth of July is a lot of fun. I like cookouts. I like um, being able to go on walks. I like the other thing I like a lot is that the sun doesn't go down at four p.m. Uh, you know, in the winter, you get done with work, and then you bi- you just have to go to bed because it's pitch black. It's just I feel like it's uh, it's just not. Yeah, it's almost nine right now, and it's still light out. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 much better. I I much prefer it to be lighter, longer. I feel like there's just a lot more you can do. So yeah, that's where I land on the uh, rankings of of seasons. But yeah, I love summer really like the food of summer i like the songs of summer um and movies you know i feel like they we don't see a lot of movies but it's when the big ones are released uh a lot of good things about summer in particular i wanted to i wanted to talk a little bit about since we've had a kid for what, seven months, eight months now? Yeah. I wanted to talk about crappy baby products because I feel like we've kind of been through... We, we've we had a kid long enough to have our fair share of crappy baby products. So um, I already have ones that I know of to be really, really bad. Um, but I'm curious what your list is. And the reason why I say this is because if you... When you, when you have kids, you have to have a lot of stuff. And... You also, you become less patient with that stuff because you have a screaming child and you need to get things done. So the more, the more superfluous stuff that's out there that you have to mess with, the more frustrating it is. So 
it's it's really important that as you're using baby products that they're dependable and they work well and they're easy to work with and easy to clean. I cannot emphasize enough how easy to clean. So many things are just, you can't clean them at all. So I am curious, just on a whim, if you could talk about a couple of things that we have gotten that you were like, that was total garbage. One thing that comes to mind because we kind of bought it recently was those meth, meth, meth. the meth. <laughs> yeah, um, that was the big one. Is oh, is the methamphetamine? Uh, it just it's really expensive. Oh, it's not good for babies. Um, the mesh, like feeder things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they are impossible to so clean. So explain what this thing is, so everybody knows what you're talking about. So it's kind of like a pacifier thing, and you put food in the mesh part and it's easier for the baby to eat so they can kind of chew on it suck on it and they can get like the juice from the fruit and then just kind of gum it a little bit so it's easier for them to chew if they don't really have teeth yet or aren't that great at taking bigger bites so we put a banana in it and it was impossible to clean it out and we had to end up throwing it away because we couldn't get it clean yeah yeah i remember that how many times did we use it Maybe maybe twice. twice. But I did find one that's um, silicone, so it's got... You just stick the food in there, and then you just rinse it out and put it in the dishwasher, and it's ten times easier. It's ten times more expensive, but it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that was one of the big ones for me, is anything that is... Just just think, if if you are about to have a kid, and you are about to buy something, or have somebody buy you something, think about how easy or difficult that thing will be to clean because it will get stuff on it inevitably i mean there are things that we own that were never intended to have uh spit up on it but they just have it on it so just you got to think about that kind of stuff the the mesh thing is probably one of my biggest ones is it was just unbelievably difficult to clean other one that i want to mention is bottles and we have had some stinker bottles real bad ones i i don't want to say like the particular brand just because I don't want to like, I don't know, I don't want to say like which brand it is and make it make it sound like I'm throwing them under the bus or something. But there are a particular brand of bottles that are supposedly good for kids that have what, like acid reflux, right? Is that how they're marketed? Colic. Colic, yeah. So Everyone knows what bottles are talking about. <laughs> it, yeah, but that's all right. I'm just not saying it. So the thing about these bottles is that if you were to take this bottle apart, it would be one, two, three, four, five pieces. I guess six if you count the lid, right? Am I counting correctly? One, two, three. Yeah. Okay. So six pieces. Um, if you have a child who is under the age of six months, having this many pieces to make a bottle is far too many. And... When you're trying to clean a bottle that has six pieces, it's far too many. So when you are ready to clean this bottle, let's say the bottle is empty, you take apart the the bottle by twisting the top, you pull up, and you have three pieces that are attached to this. You've got the you've got the part that screws around the base, you've got the um, you've got a part that gets inserted into the cap uh, right before the nipple is there, and you have a stick like uh, translucent blue stick. Usually it's blue. It's a filter. Yeah. And when you have this piece in your hand, you're holding something that has formula or breast milk or whatever all over it. 
And there's no way to disassemble these three pieces without getting your hands caked with this stuff that was in the bottle before. So you have to make a decision. You have to figure out how am I going to take this apart and cleanly get it into either a dishwasher or into a sink without getting my hands covered in all this stuff. And you disassemble all this, all, all these things and you put it away. And not to mention that after you finally disassemble this stuff, but you have to clean these pieces and they are very tiny, Right. These are very tiny pieces. You are not going to get every little crevice of this thing, especially the filter, which has an opening of, what, two millimeters? Yes, but they make those bottle cleaners that okay, here's refuse the, to use. Here's, okay, now, now let me go into that part, too. <laughs> so that's, that's the cleaning part of this thing and disassembling. And every time that you clean these bottles, if you choose to do them in the dishwasher, they will... Within a handful of bottles, maybe like three or four bottles, they will have absorbed every free space in your top loading in the top part of your dishwasher instantaneously, leaving very little space for 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 the dishes that you make. Now, here's the other thing: is you were just mentioning the uh, cleaning things. Here is like, again, I'm leaving the brand name out, but this is like their mo: is that well, if you buy this additional thing, you can have an easier time, and so now you have these bottle cleaners that you can use with these bottles. And so now you have seven pieces to account for. And then those things can be used to clean these things out. But now, you know, we don't have a big house. Like, we have a finite number of drawers for all this stuff. So where do you put all these little accessories for all this stuff? They don't really go anywhere. And we've, I think I've used a couple of these um, brushes. They are tiny, right? Yeah. They are minuscule, and so losing them is something that definitely can happen, or bending them, and that can happen. So, yeah, needless to say, not a fan, um, and this is just the bottles. There are some other products that they make that are pretty big stinkers as well, but no good. I think the ones that we've used that have been actually decent have been um, just the ones that are just, you know, a, a, a thing that screws around the base and you put the nipple in there and that's it. It's three pieces. You pop out the nipple, unscrew the thing, you can rinse it all out with getting your hands dirty. Way easier. What do you think? Yes, I do think the ones we're using now are a lot easier than the ones we used to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing that uh, I didn't like about those, very top-heavy. They are very tall and very skinny. So on a couple of occasions, I have, as I was filling them, uh, knocked it over and spilled it. The other thing, too, is because they're tall and skinny, the opening for this hole is very small. Yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve with them, is you can't get the scoop from the formula yep. in the hole, and then it just spills all over the counter. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly what I was going to say, is that... That hole is exactly the same size as the scoop that you're using to, to get the formula in there, yes. which is extremely difficult because you're basically at any given time spilling about, I don't know, a fairly large portion of this formula into onto the countertop. It's not cheap formula. Yeah, it's not cheap formula. Um, so... Yeah, not not a very good product. I mean, honestly, and, and and there have been several other things that we bought of theirs that has just not been not been good. Um, so again, don't want to throw them under the bus, so I won't say who they are. But if you have had kids, you may know what we're talking about. Yep. Right. <laughs> they probably do. 